Quarantined or learning? I have had incredibly good luck meeting the people I've met at Foothill College, San Jose State University, and at OpenStax. But having a good experience with higher education should not be a matter of luck. There are students so afraid of what the emancipatory practices are, so afraid of being able to live freely, so afraid of having a voice, so afraid of pursuing agency, that they would rather be normalized into a system of oppression. Chris Emden at Teachers College of Columbia. I cannot wait to present all the work I've done for my project on helping students cultivate motivation, learning habits, and study skills throughout a term. Because in times of disequilibrium and unrest, the challenges to learning what we're being asked to learn in college are perpetuated and magnified. My STEM instructors, particularly in an online learning setting, often assume that students have both the content-specific prerequisites and the necessary general learning skills handled. There are massive consequences to these assumptions, especially when professors do not have policies or practices in place to guide students to address any apertures in their knowledge. This kind of college culture is oppressive in its very nature. It is sort of like throwing someone who's never swam before into a body of water where their toes don't touch the bottom. In order to swim, to learn the information the professor is delivering, students need effective and efficient learning habits and skills. But what about the students who might not have the same foundation of learning skills as those with college-educated parents or those who went to rigorous, well-funded high schools? The just-go-figure-it-out attitude is unrealistic and unendurable. Only about 20% of San Jose State University's first-gen STEM students graduate in five years. Some people in positions of power act like these achievement gaps are okay and that they are the norm. But I refuse to allow myself and my peers to be part of this manufactured reality. Movements change. Movements can change how we think and how we see the world, creating more evolved social norms. What was once accepted and thought to be normal may become unthinkable. What was marginalized or dismissed becomes honored and respected. What was suppressed becomes recognized as a principle. Paul Hawking from Drawdown. Think about a time when you had to learn how to do something new and you felt lost, maybe because the pace was too fast or there wasn't enough feedback. When I started working at In-N-Out Burger as an associate, there were times where I certainly felt like this. I felt like there were principles to obey, to obey that were hidden and never explained thoroughly to me. So I was just to put my head down and work. That type of culture and environment is okay, but it is really just that, okay. And at In-N-Out, the managers are paying me. This is not the case in college. When I'm paying my leader to teach but there's so little guidance and feedback, namely in the STEM fields, I feel cheated out of this education. When STEM leaders in academia teach theory so abstractly that only the most advanced learners and the most privileged get to understand that theory, it feels dehumanizing. When professors assign so much to students who do not have strong learning skills, the how, and understand why they are asked to do this work, which is the why, this leads to students just keeping their heads down and trying to get through the course. Many of those students will think that this style of taking classes, where we disregard the learning process of ourselves and our peers in the pursuit of grades, is the norm. 
Then, students leave with the mindset that teaching and learning is something that people should just go figure out on their own. However, teaching and learning does not exist in a vacuum. This paradigm of sacrificing the people for the numbers falls under the idea of deficit thinking. We maintain inequalities and inequities if we assume that all students must have the skills we never explicitly teach. Just think about a time you had to learn something you ultimately felt really proud of. There was most likely some resource along the way that guided you in that process. Right now, those resources in an institution are office hours, tutoring, classmates, and study skill workshops, all of which are great, but fall short in meeting the students who need the most help and meeting them where they are at. Teaching and learning must be considered as a legitimate science. Pedagogy must be considered as an art form as much as it is a skill. Think about the art and the skill of asking good questions. When the majority of students ask questions that make you want to facepalm yourself, this is not a coincidence. It is because we never taught many students how to ask critical, meaningful, valuable questions. As we invest in an experiment with more distant and online learning, we need to think about how to make students feel like they are prepared that they are on the same page as their peers. When students are paying to inhabit a new space, higher education, we should help them learn the requisite skills instead of telling them to just go figure it out. This advice only serves the most privileged in the system. We have to ask, what are the essential skills that students of varying backgrounds are deficient in? Should they just figure it out? Should I just point them to resources, or could I find ways to do better, such as making transparent the process of learning and getting grades, all while rewarding the new skills developed along the way? This is not hand-holding. This is literally how learning works. There's mountains of scientific literature published on this idea, so if you would like me to point you to some, please email me at theproof with an F is in the learning at gmail.com. I'd be happy to respond. Learning is demanding, as we all know. We have to rewrite the code of our subconscious and our beliefs. However, what if we were to incentivize and motivate students to get work done outside of class so in class becomes an active review session, assuming the professor is using a traditional lecture content delivery model? This is what I've found advanced learners in my classrooms do for themselves. When instructors have the attitude that prereq is not my problem, learning how to learn is not my problem, scheduling is not my problem, motivation is not my problem, making material engaging is not my problem, students will believe that they are not enough. This is a travesty in the short term and a source of major societal problems in the long term. This type of leadership in the business world has led to problems like rank and yank, shareholder supremacy, hitting arbitrary quarterly projections, and mass layoffs. The goal of my campus advocacy project with OpenStax is to train 
embedded tutors and learning assistants to meet students where they are and bring about some transparency behind what grades mean, why we need to help students cultivate motivation, and how learning works. The work I've done for my project on helping students cultivate motivation, learning habits, and study skills has become even more relevant in this time of disequilibrium and unrest, when challenges to learning are perpetuated and magnified. If we cannot incentivize overworked and underappreciated professors to think about pedagogy more critically, I know we can train fellow students as embedded tutors and place them in the classrooms to address the challenges that inevitably arise. Then and only then will we have more equitable, equitable classrooms. When learning in college can feel like learning how to ride a bike, with our safety pads on and our training wheels in place, we'll be willing to take the risks that we will need to take to learn complex information. Or for a new newbie, biking <laughs> on two wheels. All while beginning to experience the relevance and joy behind the process of learning, because we will see how to go about that journey. I've worked in hospitality long enough to see the commonalities between shady business practices and what I am experiencing in the education system. Students are being taught to be grade-centered, aka product-driven. Quote, this similarity may be surprising to those with a vested interest in education systems remaining as they currently are, but it is one that powerfully exposes the role that business models, neoliberalism, and capitalism play in structuring what count as normative relationships, pedagogies, assessments, and learning outcomes in education. And when we dig deeper, as many students and faculty inevitably begin to do during budget crises, we'll quickly begin to unpack just how invested higher education systems are in predatory banking and lending practices. The accumulation of personal wealth at the expense of community wealth and resources. Especially as in the case in the UC system where many of the regions are quite literally millionaire bankers and investors. Said by Kay Lee, my academic mentor. This gets to an idea that is larger than grades and funding. It's an idea of who gets to construct truth. Right now in college, we are not always taught how to seek truth, and it is difficult to speak about how to feel when we are in these classes, or how we feel when we're in these classes. But if we've learned anything from the recent events in 2020, it's never been a more important time to reimagine and reinvest in communities. In our academy, that means the community of each and every class. Tutoring centers, success centers, and office hours are transformational spaces for students who know how to navigate them, but they are not so friendly to the students who haven't yet been taught how to decode the what, why, and how of learning. Quote, These days I find myself filled with a strange dark kind of hope. When times grow dark, the eyes adjust. What I see stirring in the shadows is people realizing that they neglected their communities in an age of magic and loss. All around I see people awakening to citizenship. For decades, we imagined democracy to be a supermarket where you went in whenever you needed something. However, now we remember, democracy is a farm where we reap what we sow. Anand Giridharadas. 
The sooner we can refocus on the process of learning and helping students do so, the sooner we will be to fulfilling our mission and equity statements. Helping students learn is not too touchy-feely, artificially incentivizing, or coddling if done properly. Students need tailored individual guidance and an embedded tutor who is trained with the skills and mindsets while working symbiotically with the professor can act as that resource. We are looking for a roadmap that is understandable and transparent. Before we can help students master their discipline, we must engage and inspire them to do so. As so often in teaching and learning, we may end up having to pick up the lock before we understand how the key fits into it.